Join Josh Gates and Christopher Lloyd as they search for the iconic DeLorean time machine in the Discovery Plus original series, Expedition Back to the Future. Stream all four parts March 15 only on Discovery Plus. Now let's fire up those time circuits. <coughs> Set it to 2020 because today we're traveling back in time to revisit the making of Expedition Back to the Future. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your host, Santos, and as always, I am joined by... Orale, como están? Freddy Morales. Woohoo! Yeah. We also have someone else in our DeLorean with us right now. Mr. Kevin, please welcome back to the DeLorean. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, this guy is my go-to guy when it comes to Back to the Future. Any other questions? But we also have another special guest because this episode is a special episode. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This guy that we have right now, that we have, that we have right now. No he's pueden hablar. He can't even talk. He's so excited. I'm so, eh? I'm so nervous. I'm so Híjole. excited. ¿Qué pasa? He's a producer, entrepreneur, yes. military buff, off-road racer. He's written three books on Navy SEALs. He's created a special task force to rescue climbers on Mount Everest and in Baja. He's also produced hit shows like Hot Rod TV, Extreme RVs, Dust to Glory, and Animal Storm Squad, just to name a few. Damn. And now he sets his sights on the DeLorean time machine. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Bud W. Brutzman. When did Freddie become Cheech Marin? Like, all of a sudden, we roll it in that he just... He just you know what it just happens it happens it's part of me being mexican-american you know it yeah. just comes out you know and he's coming out again oh my god <laughs> so normal in the introduction and all of a sudden you went went full cheech that's great. right exactly yeah. big, big cheech fan here yeah. <laughs> big cheech i tried to do here. a show with cheech marin i tried i pitched a show i did like, yeah i did a show with him and like the network looked at me like I was an alien. I pitched a show called Midnight Munchies hosted by Cheech Marin. Oh, oh wow. man. Cheech was gonna, yeah, Cheech was going to do it. And I was, at, I was at the Food Network and I'm like, hey, you know, this, I got this Midnight Munchies thing and it's Cheech Marin. He's going to show all the best place at two o'clock in the morning when you got the munchies. And they're like, oh. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm like, oh. are you serious? Uh, I'm, ex I'm excited. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. Imagine he, roll, he rolls up on Trails Tacos, right? It's two o'clock in the morning. Smoke, roll, smoke rolls out of his lowrider, and it oh. was, like it was the greatest show in the world, and I didn't sell it. Oh, oh my god! Oh, that that makes no sense. That would have been perfect. Look, I can picture you. Like, I have a big hey, welcome smile. right here. We got some tacos. It's two in the morning. Yeah. Let's get some, man. None of those. Okay, so just a, none of those people are there anymore at Food Network, but they were like. Why would someone eat at two o'clock in the morning? I'm confused. And I'm oh, like, wow. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't help oh, you. you, you think no, no, no. The end, they don't get it. A lot of people eat at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> Especially here in Los Angeles. Exactly. I mean, I mean, hey, at the very beginning, when Back to the Future was first pitched, I mean, it was it was getting told no. It was like, it's too kitty or it's too adult too weird like you know and so it happened with back to the future and what what ended up happening ended up being one of the greatest films you yeah know? nobody wants they was told bob gale was told nobody wants space travel no it's, it's a time travel movie that's weird to me so yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. all right well we have you on because uh yes no yeah yesterday it was posted it was announced of what was going on that discovery plus is doing this special that we're all actually we're all excited to see the back to the future community has constantly been posting about it ever since we saw because i live close to the puente hills mall where it's the lone pine mall twins pines mall that we saw a delorean from afar then they were filming something so we wanted to know what is going on what is what is this special please tell us about it is that you were out there that night because when we were filming at the puente hills mall you were out there that night because there was like we we cordoned off the whole thing. We had we had police tape out, and there were people just they wouldn't leave. They were like it was three o'clock in the morning. They were there for <laughs> seven hours just tailgating, taking pictures and posting them all over the place. It was awesome. Were you one of those people? Well, Kevin, I believe Kevin. I I was there accidentally, and I wasn't there for the shooting. I um I run a like a fan group, and I'll do things for people overseas. I I live also in Los Angeles, and I'll go around. To the filming locations and sometimes i'll do live videos and live tours and i was doing one for this french um fan group and it just that day happened to be for puente hills for for twin pines mall and i go out there and in the 
afternoon to do the video and then the whole parking lot is is sectioned off and i was like oh no like i'm not gonna cross this this police line i'm not gonna get in trouble there's a cop there and uh, so i did the video around it, but i was like what is this what are they doing to the mall what's going on so i went and i posted those pictures on the group and people were like what are they doing to the mall they thought there was something was happening to the mall like they were gonna like build something there or something uh and then later that night somebody was like oh my god doc's truck is there there's delorean there and then people from my from our group started going there um so i might have been the first person to know that there were it was, something was going on but i didn't know what was going on i wish i would have stuck around <laughs> we had we, we we had we actually built one of the only uh, exact replica of doc's bread truck right though so i don't mm -hmm. even know if one exists that was in the in the movie but there was a, 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 a i don't want to give too much away but you guys saw it in the trailer so we had doc's mm -hmm. exact bread truck right with a working ramp we had a, we mm -hmm. had a special effects company build a working ramp for it so we had that delivered and then everything all bets were off we had i mean there must have been 30 40 people on this side on that side <laughs> and then christopher's christopher's in my car he shows up in my car and josh is there and the delorean it was crazy it was crazy to see wow oh my god yeah. i mean yeah. seriously like the, it, all these things were 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 happening when that was posted because so many people were like are we getting a a, a back to the future series i remember or, it, yeah is it a part four like what is happening oh is this gonna be for like uh you know the a super bowl commercial nobody <laughs> knew you know it's like and i i like that finally we're getting answers as to what this is. So some of the, uh, to, to let it out a little bit. So on, on Friday, a couple of days ago, we had Christopher Lloyd post um, a, just a coming soon of the scene that we shot there. Michael posted it on Twitter on like Saturday or Sunday. And then people were going crazy. It was, it was funny. It was funny to read them all. A lot of people are angry. Some people are mad. Don't play with my emotions. Some people are saying, this, wow. this, this, like, this is a stupid Uber Eats commercial or something like that. Oh, like, right. Uh, right? Oh. like that Bruce Willis Die Hard commercial they're doing. Like, uh, just, yeah. you know, some, some delivery company's doing some kind of thing. Don't, don't toy with me. But they had Michael and um, Discovery Channel had Michael and um, Christopher Lloyd post it. So, and that, that caused, I mean, I was talking to Bob Gale. I was like, oh, this is going to cause such a mess. It's <laughs> such a mess. Yeah. And it did. And then luckily we were only teased people for a couple of days and then the trailer came out. That's amazing that something like this, a movie that's been just one of the top movies of my generation, it just creates a hype of just anything. What's happening? Oh my God, people are so interested in what's going on with Back to the it Future is. and all those. What's really interesting is it's hard to like, you know, I've done a lot in, in the military world and the climbing world and stuff like that, but just to kind of like be an honored guest for a certain amount of time into a culture, into a thing where everybody's so fanatic and, and they know it. And I know it's funny, there's the, in the series, not to promote it too much and talk about it, but there's a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of fun stuff. We, we did a lot of fan fiction, so we made up a bunch of stuff. You, you'll see it, there's, it, it is so chock full of stuff and information. I know you guys are gonna pick it apart, which is good, that's part of it. You guys pick apart the movies too. I, didn't, <laughs> I, I told Bob, Bob Gale, we're not gonna make everybody happy. And you know, it's like watching Mandalorian and saying that, you know, baby yoda would never do that i get it but i mean it, it's interesting to be in that kind of uh that kind of fan world where you guys are so fanatic about you know certain things I, and i, I was think, too. I'm a huge fan too sorry i think for us for for the fans uh like the really really like hardcore fans when we saw that something's going on in the mall we figured yeah it's a commercial or it's something uh basic and then we uh don don Fulilove is in our group and he would send, and it's a small group. It's not a big group. It's not one of those hundreds of thousands of people. It's like a couple hundred. And it's like people who go to events and, he's, and he would post behind the scenes photos of himself. And he'd be like, look who's behind me. And he wouldn't tell us what it was. At the diner, because we told him not to. Yeah. Like, it was so hard. We told like Donald, yeah. Donald's amazing. What a, what a great. Yeah, Donald's great. Yeah, Donald's great. We were telling but, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he would just send, it was like, this, it's a small group. It's people who go to events and he's met and stuff like that. So he was just teasing us, just being like, look who I'm with, but he wouldn't tell us what it was. Uh, so it was, it was, I think, uh, I can imagine like the larger population just seeing this come out and seeing like, oh, Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox and this. And, uh, but we were all kind of like, what's going on? So yeah, it's, it's, a lot of us were very excited right from the beginning. Yeah. 
Well, you guys saw some of the stuff in the trailer. I'll tell, I'll tell you some fun behind the scenes stories. Like uh, we were obviously trying to include as many cast members as it was possible. And it was a very difficult time because of, of COVID, right? We shot this mm -hmm. right in the middle of COVID. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and you don't, I mean, and we had the restrictions because of Chris and Josh and Michael. And I mean, it was just insane. I don't even want to go through them, but it was insane the amount of restrictions we had to kind of bounce around. But the one, the most surprising one, right? <clears throat> Cause he had no restrictions. Uh, like we were trying to get a hold of everybody and we're trying to get a hold of Strickland. We're like, mm -hmm. how do we get a hold of that guy? And we're like, we're calling agents and the agent's been dead for like 30 years. And like, we're, we're oh, wow. and then finally, I'm not even joking. Um, I got his phone number and I called him I'm like, oh. Hey James, this is what I'm doing. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I like, like, Oh, okay. And he hung up mm -hmm. and he called, back, <laughs> he called back like 30 minutes later. He's like, are you going to pay me? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pay you. So that guy, 91 years old, got on yes. a plane, wow. flew out to Los Angeles. I met him uh, at his hotel. We put him up, uh, you know, I won't tell you where, but we put him up at a hotel. Uh, and he was so, I mean, so professional, so on point, understood all the lines, did everything. I get it. I get it. And, like, and he's 91. That guy is so amazing. Oh, and it, it goes back to, you know, everybody's line, and I, I relive it too, is like, does that guy ever age? Because he looks exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, amazing. He's 95, and he's like, I love the opportunity. This is great. But right in the middle of COVID, 91 years old, jumps on a plane, wow. flies out. Crazy. It, it was I cool to him. see him in the teaser, like the trailer yeah. that you guys have, have released. And I was like, man, that, this is awesome. And, and just seeing this, it's like, what? What was the inspiration behind this? Like, what made you want to do this? So I, I do a lot of car-related stuff, right? And I remember I did a, uh, and I've done a bunch. I did with Kevin Dillon. We did a, a, a James Dean one. And five or 10 years ago, which is actually on Discovery Plus, um, I did a Smoking the Bandit one with Burt Reynolds, right? Which was oh, amazing. nice. So we, you know, Burt builds a bandit we did, um, which I'll show it to you. Uh, yeah, so Burt Reynolds and I built a, a bandit Trans Am. We were finding all the original parts and doing all the stuff. And I did that 10 years ago. And then, so I came up with this idea um, that I really, and this thing has really morphed a lot into what it is. But it came up with ideas that I, I want to hunt down all the original cars, right? Like yeah. Celebrate DeLorean, celebrate um, all the movie, use, you know, the cars that were used in the movie. So my agent connected me with Christopher Lloyd, right? So, and this was, this is, by the way, before the pandemic, this is 19, uh, 2019. Yeah, 2019, okay. before the mm -hmm. pandemic, like September, October, whatever. We started a year and a half ago, two years ago, almost. And that's how long these things take. Uh, well, not because of that, because of the pandemic. So I, I had to drive up to his house, which is up north. I won't tell you where he lives, but he lives up north. I had to drive an hour north of LA and sit down. I had a lunch on the beach with Christopher Lloyd. And it was just it was everything wow. you can fascinating. And I that's was, uh, I usually don't that's... geek out on anybody, but that guy, yeah. I'm, we're, mm -hmm. talking, we're talking taxi. <laughs> and I, I, so we were having conversations about like, um, I'll tell a story about Taxi. Uh, yeah. Amazing, because he told me it, uh, and I don't want the story to, to, to go away. So he told me that, uh, <clears throat> first of all, he's a trained theater actor, right? Yeah. And he never really wanted to do TV. And his, his agent at Gersh was like, you've got to go out this TV thing, and you've got to play this reverend and this thing. So he's going through it. So he was living up in Laurel Canyon at the time. And on his way to the audition, he said he found the jean jacket of a homeless person in the bushes. So he took that jean jacket and he put it on and went to the audition and he got it. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> like, that became Jig Natowski, right? And so I, wow. I, I go, come on, please tell me you have the jean jacket. He said, no, the jean jacket oh. was stolen. So here's the, here's the call. Christopher Lloyd's original jean jacket from Taxi, Jim Natowski's jean jacket is, was stolen out of the prop room. So somebody has it someplace, the original jean jacket. But I, I thought that crazy. But you know he's such a he's such a, a an amazing actor, uh, and he's like, well, I got to go play a homeless person. He's reading the script, and because he's really, I mean, right into it. He's like, wow, and, he's, and he sees a jean jacket in the bushes, and he put it on. He's like, I'm gonna buy that. Well, what, <laughs> what's more homeless than that? I just thought that was an amazing story. You know, yeah, him, him as an actor and a person. So, obviously, um, so I met with Christopher many many times. I started talking to him, and he was really into the idea of always, you know, trying to chase down all the DeLoreans. And this this thing, the series is much bigger. At time um as we started working on it pitching on it and then i i literally was i i would pick up christopher from this hotel and we would go around town and driving one of my cars and i'd just pick him up and 
we'd go to meetings, have meetings, and then we'd leave. And then literally the first meeting we had was at Discovery Channel. And it was a ton of executives because they all loved Chris and they wanted to meet him. And they're like, we're buying this series. And they were serious. I mean, it took wow. me a couple months to kind of morph it and figure it out. And <clears throat> it really got cooked down because it was a much bigger series. We were going to chase down all the big DeLoreans, like, because there's a lot of collector DeLoreans. It really kind of obviously went down to the, the ones that are in the movie. Um, you know, which is Johnny Carson one. Yeah, that, well, that one just sold. Yeah, those guys mm-hmm. had the Johnny Carson one. Uh, there was two Johnny Carson ones. Um, this is the original one, and then he traded that back in, and John DeLorean gave him another one. And then that oh. one, because the other one, remember, there was that famous, the famous thing where he broke down on the side of the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think Bill Shade just sold that one. Listen, I think yeah. I, I sound like I sound like a smartass, but I just <clears throat> I've been involved deeply into this community for the past year and a half, so I kind of know at least enough to get myself in a couple good arguments with you guys. <laughs> wow. what i what i find what i liked about the trailer speaking about christopher lloyd is that like christopher lloyd is notoriously shy and in interviews he's not that lively um i, I met him at a film festival that i worked at and we had to introduce him and give him an honor and then yeah the, the question it was tough because he is not as open uh publicly and then in the trailer he's so he looks so involved in the trailer for your show he looks so involved and I like, I think it's because it's kind of a little bit kind of like narrative. It's kind of like he's playing a part. And I really love seeing him like that. Like I, at first when I thought it was just going to be like, we're going to interview Christopher Lloyd. I was like, okay, we've seen this before. He is not that engaging in, in live interviews, but he's really involved and really. Uh, no, I agree. So, but let me tell you. Yeah. So that became very difficult, right? Cause you're right. Christopher is just, he's reserved. He's super quiet. <clears throat> um, you know, and it was really hard because he would come up to me and he would go, what, 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 what am I doing? I'm like, okay, here's what you're doing. You're doing this like, <laughs> and like, and it, it was the hardest part is like, you know, cause we all think he's interesting, right? We all just like, you're Christopher Lloyd. You can, you can make a sandwich and we'd all watch you. Right. So he does, he has to, and as a trained actor, this is my assessment over, it took us a while to kind of coax that character out of him because he was really paying, playing an exacerbated character of himself. Right. You're, right, you are right. Christopher Lloyd. So let's, I, we had to talk to him. It was like, let's pretend Christopher Lloyd, let's pretend that Christopher Lloyd is, a, is 35 years since he's made the movie with Doc Brown. And now you're truly interested as Christopher Lloyd to go on the hunt with this guy who you don't know. That's, that's kind of the character you're playing, even though you're playing yourself. It's like, uh, so it to really, honestly, I won't even tell you, you have to, after you watch it, we'll, we'll talk again. You have to tell me which is the first night of filming. We filmed it out of sequence, right? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> completely out of sequence so wow the first couple nights he would like i'm I'm, I'm telling you would sit down to talk to the producers he's like so why am i saying that i mean because you're right he's so quiet and that's not normal (laughs) and like you're kind of making fun of yourself and but then josh even says it and and you'll see it Uh, (laughs) i gotta be so careful not to give you josh even says like because we're like you've kind of morphed into doc brown you know that as a person he's like oh yeah and he looks you like you're you're like you're an asshole like oh (laughs) But yeah, he's he's amazing. But it did take a while to have him to come out of his shell. I, by the way, when he did get it and he understood that this is a journey, you're going to go on with Josh and go search for these things. You have to do it, and you're playing, you're playing the actor who played the role in Doc Brown, searching for these things. He got it. And he was like, okay, I'll do it. Okay. He wasn't playing anything. He was playing himself. Yeah. But, but to, to your Kevin's yeah. point, he's usually himself is like quiet, reserved. In his mind, he had to kind of create mm-hmm. a character for himself so he could go do. it. Because he wouldn't do it otherwise. Yeah. Now you is this is a four part series, correct? Yeah, four part series. And is it how how long are, are each? Are they like the the half hour or like an hour uh, specials? It it depends. I mean, when when this thing eventually ends up on linear, they're going to be hours, right? So yeah. I think they're about thirty eight minutes, forty minutes. You know, the the beauty of streaming is <clears throat> that is a great thing. Is that you know we we cut them back and cut them yeah. down. Yeah. Um. So you you can kind of zip through them all. Yeah, I guess it's like I'm so used to, even though, yeah, like most shows, like if they're an hour on TV, on streaming, it's 40 minutes. I don't know. I still call them hour episodes because yeah, we're yeah. so used to that format, you know? Well, for us, I mean. <laughs> Every, everybody is. I agree. Yeah, everybody's mm-hmm. used to that format for sure. Now, ask you, you, oh, go oh. on, Freddie. Oh, I want to ask you, how was the experience of now filming this for like streaming? Streaming has become so huge now. Uh, a lot of people are now watching like, just regular tv now the streaming business is 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 just booming and for something like this for you to put together and then having the experience of all the things that you've done how, how is it is it how do you see it 
in the future? And how is the, was, is the experience now that you're promoting this and during this pandemic era that we're living? Okay, so the answer to your question, honestly, I don't know uh, because we didn't film this for streaming, uh, which is a weird thing. So oh. I'll, I'll tell you, So, uh, but I'll oh. do a roundabout answer. So what the pandemic has done for streaming is it's really accelerated streaming by three or four years, right? Where okay. all of a sudden, can you imagine, I mean, imagine, you know, Discovery Plus or Disney Plus and all these other pluses are like, you're gonna launch this during the pandemic where everybody's sitting around and they're mm. just consuming content, right? We were filming this for the linear channel. And then what we ended up doing, and I think it has a lot to do with <clears throat> our celebrity power and also the, 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 the cuts and how they look and how good the show is, is it started really just create, and I felt it honestly. And I, I literally got the call. I wish I could, wish I could joke. I think I got the call two weeks ago. Hey, congratulations. We're moving this to the stream platform and we're moving your air date by six weeks. I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, uh, as we talk right now, it's not done. We are at, <laughs> so we are, I have editors okay. working, sound editors working. Oh, wow. wow, that's hot. So they yeah. moved it up. They moved it up. They moved earlier. it up by six weeks. So right. the advantage is, I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it's insane. I don't, I don't, wow. I don't even know well, why the, I'm talking, talking. The irony is that that's exactly what happens back to the future is that it was going to be released later in the summer. And then they said, they said May, I think. And then they had to hire two editors to, to finish it in time. Yeah, we have three. So I talked to Bob Gale about that. I, I said, <laughs> hey, Bob, I go, guess what? I could show you the email. And he's like, he goes, it's exactly what happened. It's like all of a sudden they, they start getting the rushes in or they look at the pipeline as empty or they see what's happening or whatever the combination of reasons they side. It's the same thing. I talked to Bob and Bob's like, because he's been looking at all the cuts. He goes, because it's so good. And it was a great compliment from him, having him by my side almost the whole entire way. And I'm not trying to be buddy-buddy with Bob Gale, but it's like, he goes, yeah, you're exactly right. That's what it happened. So I, I mean, I think it's a huge compliment because they wanted to, they, they appreciate it. It's, it's marketable, it's pushable. They want to put it on their, their big platform, which is Discovery Plus, which is, it, it's such an honor. A um, right. little bit of a nightmare two weeks ago when they go, hey, by the way, congratulations, you're getting moved up by six weeks. It's March 15th. We're like, and I'm telling you, I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody, if everybody's mad. It's not done yet. We are in, yeah. we're, we're, funny. Josh Gates is doing his final voiceover tonight at 630. Oh, oh my oh. goodness. Look at that. <laughs> wow. that. That's amazing, man. You guys are We got to do the audio layback. I mean, it's, but it's fine. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's what you live for in our yeah. industry and what we do. And, and to have that opportunity, like when, like you said, when Bob Gale did that summer release, like, Hey, we're releasing this four months early. You're going to go for the summer of 85. What's he going to say? No. They're like, right. hey, you're going to be yeah, a summer yeah. blockbuster. Congratulations. And I think this one's going to be, you know, March 15th, Discovery putting a lot of muscle behind it and it's going to drop. And so to answer your question, honestly, is, you know, I, I think we probably would have done some things differently. Uh, this thing was almost fully baked, uh, uh, you know, and ready to go for the linear channel. Um, we would have done things differently because, you, you know, it is, you know, I've done, I've produced a bunch of shows. One of my other shows, Overhaul, we did directly for streaming and it's kind of a relief. Like you don't have a lot of recaps and this stuff and you know, people are going to binge watch and you've got to try to capture it over. But this is a traditional show. Um, and, and listen, I think, I think internationally it's going to be, I, the only thing that I saw was yeah. negative if people can't see it in the UK. That's the only thing oh, I was like, wow. if yeah. you can't see this in the UK yet, it will be available. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, well we can't wait. I mean, it's it's just huge breaks. I'm very excited about it and meeting you and and talking about this and having a you know all of our fans who who join us. I mean, they're big big fans of 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 this uh, a movie and now this series. Yeah, it's like every every Instagram I follow of like Back to the Future, uh, Facebook page, every single one of them has already posted this trailer yeah. and everyone is excited about it. It's like, and it's cool because it's like, we're not, you know, we're not going to get a part four, but for us, this kind of like, in a sense, mm -hmm. continues the story and it's great. And especially when it's great to see, you know, Christopher Lloyd, a part of this and we yeah. see him like, this is, it, it's amazing. So the excitement is there, you know, it, it's yeah. it, everyone in the community of back to the future. It's all positive right now about yeah. this. And I, and I hope they accept Josh because Josh is a true fan. Josh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Josh Gates, like we were thinking about that and we're also thinking about doing all the heavy lifting for hosting and stuff like that with, with Christopher Lloyd. And that's just not what he does. And so the idea, the network flow, the idea of like, hey, Josh Gates wants to host this. He's a huge fan. And I hope you mm. try to consider this because he's obviously a huge talent on the network. 
And yeah. they came to me and said, what do you think about Josh Gates holding? I'm like, yeah. And he's a traditional fan. And the, and, and you'll see it. I'm not joking about this. So it's a, I'll, I'm going to use strange words, but the friendship and love affair, but those guys had together, like they bonded and they're making fun of each other. All that's real. I'm like, we did, we did some driving shots, traditional driving shots, and they just started like bagging on each other. It's, <laughs> it's, it, and then we did, just, they just like, it's, it's pretty, it's funny. It's like taking your crazy old dad on along you know, like a shopping trip. Yeah. Just, wow. What an experience. When the, yeah. when the first teaser came out, um a little while ago um and it was and it was clear there was josh i i didn't i didn't know i didn't know who he was and in one of my groups we shared it and it was like oh who's and then somebody a lot of people were like no he's great we love his shows we like a lot of extra fans were telling us the other people like me who didn't who don't who don't know who he was were like saying no no this is even better like when we <laughs> just thought it was gonna be like a little documentary about like no 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 if he's involved this is next level so a lot of people are all Backstreet fans. His professionalism, fans. his storytelling, and then the way that we're able to kind of weave and shape the story is going gonna, is, is gonna to make this. I mean, he is such a fan, soothing voice, the way he writes. and the way, I mean, it, it is, it's an honor. Where'd you go, Freddie? What'd you do? I went to go and get the, the bowl for my dog. My girl's like, can you give me his bowl? We have another dog. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. This is another, that's another pitfall of working. <laughs> like, I know you're in the middle of a podcast. Do you mind? Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I got to do it, man. I got to do it. See, no, man. No, just kidding. Yeah, you're going to get hit with the wooden spoon. <laughs> the, the, the last interview we had, he got a message, and I saw some concern in his face as I'm interviewing the guy. And then I, I asked Freddie later what happened. He got a message that some guy was outside in the neighborhood with the machete just running around all crazy. And a gun. Yeah. And we're, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it makes sense why you were distracted. So yeah. you, you didn't pay the gardener? I'm confused. Well, I why, don't know. Is there, <laughs> why is there a guy with a machete you and know, a gun? I, have I mean, no I think idea. they learned their lesson to let me be in the podcast next time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's very adventurous where I live. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man well going back to josh yeah. uh they honestly they look like they're just having fun like both of them like like it it, it looks so natural how you mentioned that like it, it's actually real like it's not just staged like like i mean obviously they're doing dialogue in lines but saying that they they were truly having fun makes it even more exciting to watch because this this is real they're going back and forth they have that banter and i think that's always the best when you know it's not like action and they're hey how's it going cut all right let me get a cup of water and they walk (laughs) it's real we spent we we had we spent uh i'll tell you this another wacky secret behind the scenes but i and it was an honor for me but i spent chris's birthday with him in new york so it was me josh and chris and we were at a hotel in new york filming filming stuff and it was his birthday and we took him to dinner i was texting his wife was like hey i want to take him to dinner so we had his birthday dinner at a hotel uh, inside because we didn't go outside we don't want right. to be the patio but I had those and it was just it was fabulous it's fabulous it was, you know what he told me his favorite band is ZZ Top and I'm not joking he's like my wow. favorite band is ZZ Top so I'm like you've wow. got to be kidding me that's awesome so I called a friend of mine who's in that band I'm like hey did Chris say happy birthday to Christopher Lloyd it was just kind of, <laughs> I don't really don't do that wacky wow. stuff but it was it was a cool thing wow that's <laughs> that's I wonder if that's why they were on part three yeah or, or maybe that's maybe he got he, he fell in love with because they were in part three yeah yeah so. there you go maybe that's where he's like oh i like these guys these are pretty cool and then yeah he, he became a fan from there that's so cool, <laughs> that super cool. now it's earlier legs. earlier what's he doing? all right what's he doing Ellie? oh look at that <laughs> oh <laughs> the double back the wow all right all right let's all right i'll play the game so that's a that's a nice piece of memorabilia you get the zz top <laughs> uh, part three um what else do you have Oh me! Yeah. Yeah. All, oh, Kevin. Literally, all I, I literally I have all of my Back Future stuff was in storage, and I just brought it into the house, and it's sitting in a corner in like boxes. Show me the boxes right now. Nice fan. <laughs> I don't have that much stuff. All right, all right, Freddie, what do you really. got? What, what do I got? Yeah, what do you got? Uh, oh, memorabilia? I don't. Uh, I did have a, a memorabilia of a DeLorean, and I think it, my brother has it in, in his garage because we were both. So he kept that when I'm. That's you had a full blown DeLorean. You had like a little. It was a little toy DeLorean with the little action figures. You said the garage. I thought it was like you had a car in the garage. Oh no! Yeah, I wish. I'm still looking. <laughs> I'm still. I should have gone in your show. I'm still looking for my own DeLorean. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, yeah, I had a little, I had a little car, and I, and my brother, I know he has it in the, at his house somewhere. I'm gonna ask him for it. Do you still have that? Yeah, get it back. <laughs> yeah. Because with the podcast, you got to get more and more of the trinkets, man. You got to have more of the stuff. We so got to bring it out. Well, I, I'm assuming Kevin went to go get some stuff because I know he does have things it's, like me. I don't have memorabilia from the the actual film items from the film but i do have like for instance all the funkos that have come out when the lego set came out in i think like 2011 i bought four of them so that i could have one unopened and then the other three i will build each version from part one two and three uh i have little delorean toys that i have set in my display case uh in the other room um i also uh, this randomly because i haven't put it away i have the the new play yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> but i bought two one to open one to leave closed um so yeah so for me it's just a lot of the the collectible stuff that i have a lot of it's in the dis- uh, the display case that i have um the only one that i had was really old was because i allowed my son to touch it open it and then he, he broke it so now i let him play uh. with it was I had an old DeLorean I got like probably in the late 90s. Um, and it was like a replica and it, you know, it moved and all that. But other than that, like I wish I had memorabilia. I ordered the uh, USA Today in 2015 when they, they released the fake paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they never sent it to me. And I was it bums me out. I ordered <laughs> for four because one I wanted a display, the other one I wanted to mess with, and the other two I was gonna give to one of my other friends. Like here, I got one, but they never sent it to me, so I never got the USA Today. But I know um, he, uh, Kevin, he did this. Uh, he he did like a during uh, quarantine, a lot of people were doing these homemade versions of like. Uh, uh, rides like they were doing Disneyland rides and Universal so Kevin did uh, a, a whole homemade version of Back to the Future the ride uh, <laughs> I tell him about that 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 he did and then uh, w- me and Kevin how I met Kevin we were both involved in the homemade version of during quarantine Back to the Future part two um, I I did the whole Back to the Future Part 3 trailer at the end of it with my kids. So that whole segment was mine. And then, uh, Kevin, you did the the sequence. I, I, yeah, I did the scene. Uh, it was broken up into 88 parts. And uh, different fans did, you know, different, like, minute, two-minute long scenes. And I did the scene with um, when Marty, in Part 2, where he's leaving the stage and he runs into Lorraine. And then he goes outside and Biff is there. And uh, I know I know uh, Harry Waters and I know Jeffrey Wiseman, so I got them to do little cameos playing themselves in my scene. Um, but yeah, that was that was a fun a fun one. Where did you go? Did you go get, dig through memorabilia, or you just left again? What did you do? No, I went to. I, I can't. The one thing that I wanted to show, what is I don't, it? I can't find, which I'm a little concerned about. Um, but it's uh, it's probably one of my like favorite, more recent items, and it's. Um, I do, I do, and I, I participate in, in a lot of events. Like we're going back, and then there's an event called 18, Back to 1885. And the organizers of that did a, uh, they, they, one of the, it, it's up where they filmed part three. And then they were, one of the years they were trying to get us onto the location where the train goes off, off the cliff. And they couldn't because it's far, and the owners were like, we can't do it during the summer. But then they said to them, you know, we kept, all of that wood and all those rails they left it for us and we were gonna build a deck but we never did do you guys want it and so the organizers of the event took it and they made did cross sections of chunks of the wood nice. and and bolts and they made little shadow boxes and gave them to us so it's like i literally own a piece of that track oh, that miniature that, that was up in sonoma or something like that right like, wow, yeah it was up in cool. yeah sonoma but it wasn't it wasn't a miniature it was the full size one right before um the train, like the one, not the train goes off of, but the one that Doc and Marty are walking on, they're like, oh, oh this right, is, yeah. you know. Uh, my, my, uh, I think my other thing that I probably have that is kind of like, I don't know anybody else who has this, is an invitation to the DVD release party in 2002. Uh, I had met wow. Bob Gale earlier that year at the film festival I worked at. Um, I had them invite his, his I, I suggested they invited his film at the time and then he he attended with his film Interstate 60, and it just happened to be the same weekend that Matt, Matt Damon was at the film festival. So everybody was focusing on Matt Damon. My bosses were like, "Okay, you handle Bob Gale." So I would drive him around, and that's how I, I met him. 
Um, and then he's like, hey, you wanna come to the DVD release party later this year? And then he sent me. So I was like a 19 year old kid flying out to LA where I live now to go. <laughs> and that's, just, I, I don't know anybody else who has this. I mean, I know some people must have it. He's the um, nicest guy, Bob, well, not- Bob Gill's the best. Bob Gill's the nicest guy. He's the great, I mean, very passionate about this project. I mean, it was nerve wracking trying to, uh, so I'll, I'll tell you one last story and then I wanna do the memorabilia thing. So. Yeah. Once I got through this, I literally just attention. I literally sold this to Discovery Channel, and then I was I was negotiating and talking to Universal, and then they said to me, um, "Now you got to go talk to Bob." Okay, who's who's Bob? Where's Bob? <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like, "You got to go to Bob Gale's house, and you have to have a conversation with him." Hmm. Like, I got to go to his house? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> wow. I call him and I'm like, hey, I, I sold the show and I talked to Christopher and Christopher gave me a number and I'm going to come talk to you about this. So I pull up to his house. We'll tell you where it's at. I pull up to his house, ring the doorbell. Bob lets me in. We talk for a little while. We go over the concept and the script and he's like, okay, I'll let you do it. So little did I know, right? So I didn't know like Universal, nobody can do anything without Bob's blessing. Nobody. I mean, it's like he's been involved every step of the way. He looks at it. When I talk to Universal, they go back and it's like, what does Bob say? Like, is Bob okay you having this guy over here references Doc Brown? And do can you have this guy? Can you have this guy? I'd go back to Bob and go, hey, Bob, just want to double check this. One thing. Oh, um, I'm trying not to give too much away. <laughs> it's like, got to be keep, like it. keep it secret. <laughs> oh, I can't. Uh, also, um. I had I had uh, a certain character in the film or in our in our not in from the film uh, drive a certain kind of car that wasn't a DeLorean and it scared me because I'm like oh Bob is gonna gonna murder me for this so oh. I sent him an email I'm like hey Bob in the opening of opening of our series and you'll see it in the opening I'm like a certain one character drives something that's not a DeLorean are you okay with that and he's like oh yeah that's kind of funny okay but then he rewrites the scene he starts giving me like. Oh my God. So I have yeah. emails from Bob Gale. Rewriting oh, that's so cool. That I, that I wrote. It's like, and it's cool. Yeah. And then I came back to my creative team. I'm like, he said, thumbs up. He can, we can do it. He's like, Ooh. I mean, when, it's going to be mind blowing when you see wow. the opening. It's not in the trailer. So I don't think it's uh, right. necessarily, I don't think it's in the trailer. So you won't be able to see it. Well, on discovery.com uh, right here, it does list the, the, the familiar faces that are, are featured in this. Uh, so yeah. we do have uh, Don, uh, what was it? Phil Love? I, fully fully Love. Earlier, I kept asking Kevin, how do you pronounce it? And I said it wrong again. Fully of course, <laughs> Michael J. Fox, Leah Thompson, James Tolkien, Harry Waters Jr., and Bob Gale. So those yep. are the ones, but there, I don't know if there's going to be surprise guests or not. Even if there are, you can't tell us. Of course, yeah, we gonna. have to keep it secret. Of course. But, I mean, well, you can tell us if there's going to be, just not who they are. Oh, yeah. Are there? Oh. There, there is are a... So here's here's what I can tell you, right? And we oh, good were, one, were, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Which I guess is Kevin. I, I hate Kevin. All right, so, uh, <laughs> that's what we brought him. <laughs> oh man, he's gonna call Bob. Uh, here's the thing: is that we were, we tried to be incredibly careful, obviously, but there are hidden things all over. In every scene, there's hidden things. There's business cards. There's little things. There's like stuff on the counter. So we we understand what an Easter egg hunt this this could be and can be. Um, and trust me, it was a long way to research, do something, print something, let's say, or, or grab somebody, and they just happened to be there. Not even joking. It was like, there was just, and it, it flashed by in a second. But the honest answer is, you know, being respectful in this community, I want to be able to serve the community. I want to serve them like, you know, it's it's going to be fun. And yes, of course, we're going to get some things wrong, and we're going to take some liberties over here. But yeah, we are, we've created an amazing, fun adventure that obviously for the purist, you guys, your head's going to explode. But for the people that haven't really been into it, which I'm going to tell you about in a second, uh, they're really going to be into it and a whole new generation. Yeah. Um, and I did yesterday. So let's go to, I did yesterday. Um, this is really going to mess everybody up, but I might go there with something special. I bought four tickets to the Back to the Future drive-in night in Santa Monica Airport. Oh. So they're showing it on on March 19th, I had, I like, oh, I got a car, you like, you drive in, I got, I'm going to bring my, my son yeah. and a bunch of his friends. You just, <laughs> they have taco trucks and everything. Yeah. And they go out there and you hang out and you watch at the drive-in, uh, which oh. is going to be amazing to see. Oh, that's that's yeah. cool. Out in Santa Monica. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Santa Monica airport. It's uh, yeah, very cool. 
That's awesome, man. Now you you did mention something that there is like obviously the the fa- like right now you said he's like I'll bring him up in a second, but you mentioned how like there's like the community, but then those aren't that they might like this even if they're not fans. What did you mean by that? Um, what do you mean? I I don't know if I because right now sure. you said I'll bring them up in a second, and then you you mentioned your little uh, driving thing. So what? Oh no! Listen, there's there's tons of Easter eggs all throughout of it that, that I think the community is going to love. I mean, there's so much memorabilia and so much original stuff, and that's what we went. You know, along this journey to find all seven of the original DeLoreans, we found everybody, just about everybody, and just about everything. So I mean, that yeah. those those Easter eggs, and again, I'm not going to tell you where they're at. The Easter eggs and the small little things. You know, we we definitely tried to do the best we can, just diving into the community like we have to do it, just to serve the fan the best way we can and and, and honor Bob Gale. And I, you know, I, I can't, I don't speak for Bob, but um, I have all his notes and he's, it couldn't be more ecstatic about what we, what we were able to pull off. Yeah. Man, yeah, the I, impression that I got from the, tra- sorry, the impression that I got from the trailer was that there was earlier this year, I think there was another, there was like a behind the scenes, like, like kind of sort of behind the music sort of documentary. I think it might've been on Discovery or on a different uh, channel uh, about Back to the Future, the making of it. And it was really neat, but as a fan, it's like, I know all this stuff. Like this, that documentary wasn't made for the fans. It was made for like the casual fans. We're like, oh, it's neat. Like the movie took 40 times to get made and stuff like that. And the impression I got from this show is that it's for the fans. Like there's gonna be stuff in there that is very specifically people who are dedicated hardcore fans are gonna love or find new stuff but it's also very it seems accessible like i could show this to my mom and she would be like oh that's cool you know oh, yeah. brown you know well we tried to, even with locations we try to do with you know as many locations as you know be as respectful to to the core as, as much as we could and you know we had to do it with, with chris chris was incredibly helpful and so was uh, so was leah thompson and, and james and donald and all those guys i mean even even dialogue we were putting in there was that way so yeah it was, mm-hmm. it was kind of the way now uh i know we're wrapping up but i'm a little disappointed because i thought i was going to be on you know i'm on 88 miles an hour i'm on a delorean podcast and i thought these guys are going to be super fans right and so how can i yeah. be a bigger fan than you guys and you guys have the podcast well how uh, how are you a bigger fan i mean i, I have, I, yeah. have a, I have a Plux capacitor uh, tattoo. I don't know. I have one of those in my nalga. <laughs> oh, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> mine's a tattoo on your forearm of the flux capacitor. Make sure. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Were you conscious? I mean, you produced a show. <laughs> you produced. I years ago uh, when I used to live in Miami, I used to run movie theaters and I would do special events for, and I would do like back feature trilogy uh, screening and then, uh, stuff like that. I would have guests and stuff like that. And then this one guy came and he told one of my workers, he's like, Oh, my friend's the biggest back to future fan. He goes, I don't know. Kevin's kind of a big one. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, did you plan a, a screening of back to the future? So I feel like that's how, how I am with you now where I'm like, I'm a big fan, but I didn't produce a documentary about it. So I, so I, I think I'm a pretty big fan now, especially. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of a little special. I have one of I have one of these. Oh my oh. god! He just showed us for, the, for those gentlemen. for those of you listening. Oh my god! Showing us a I, Delor- the I gotta take video. I gotta take video. <laughs> oh my goodness! Here we'll do this for you on camera just because it's fun. Oh <laughs> my gosh! <laughs> oh, oh no. dude, that is oh, so awesome! Is amazing. So oh just one, just one. Just yeah, I only have the one. Yeah, no. oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but I do have something which is a little bit better I'm than still, your shirt. I'm still saving my pennies. <laughs> I have one that's better no. than your shirt, technically. Oh, okay. Hold on, we'll go down here. <laughs> Man, this is torture. I, I, for those of you listening, ladies and gentlemen, he just showed us the DeLorean time machine. He just sat on it, turned it on, but now he's walking to show oh. us something else. But I could kind of yes. see it from afar. I, we can see what it is. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Oh my it's God. the sign, no the Twin way. Pines Mall sign. Look at that. It's big. That's a big sign. It's massive. Yeah. Listen, but big. let me tell you something. I know a lot of people with Tamishan DeLoreans, but I don't know anybody with the Twin Pines Mall sign. And that oh. yeah. is special to me because <laughs> that means that is next level. To me, that is like the next well, we had to have it made. I get to cheat a little bit, right? We had okay. to have this thing made, right? Yeah, but so it's, it's still, it's amazing. Oh my God, there it is. Look at that. It's massive. We had to have it made for the show. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know what to do with it. So I, I literally just threw it in the office. 
It's fantastic. Oh, wow, that looks beautiful. I, I love it because he's like, he's like, hey, look at like, look I know you I guys got. like Back to the Future, but look what I got. Look what I got. I got you the... guys are nothing. <laughs> I got it the best. I know. I'm sorry. It was a little bit of a setup, right? I, 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 it was a setup. I we so knew picky. it was happening. Well, it by was. the way, the sad part is only got like a piece of paper and some guy with a machete. That's all you guys can produce. Yeah, that's, that's all I got, man. That's and a Lego box. Yeah, and a Lego box, <laughs> I, and, so I, I, and, and a DeLorean over there with my brother's garage somewhere that I lost. A few years. <laughs> I live two miles from Marty's house, which is not that big of a flex if you know what the area is in LA. Ah, so. uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I'm you live how many miles from Marty's house? Two miles. Yeah, I live. I my office right now where I'm at is about three miles from there. Look at oh, that. Oh, there you go. This, wow. this, this guy. I'll be coming Kevin, by to look at the. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin. Every other day, like. Uh, post image like I see him. He posts images of him visiting all the sites. Like he's been everywhere. Even going out to the outland fields. I think it's in Chino or Chino Hills, where it's like the 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 driveway for the estates where before when Marty traveled back in time. Like he 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 has like all these. Like he's visited all over the place. I think even you guys did a trip to London when the the play. That's the one thing I oh, wish last I, year. That was the yeah. last thing I did. Was the, the last normal pre COVID thing was I was there. I was there. Oh, were you? I, yeah, I was in Leeds, London, or I was in Leeds, England. And yeah. I remember that night I was already working on the show and I remember mm-hmm. it very well. I, 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 I was on set doing something in, 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 in England and I text Bob and I said, Hey, you want to have dinner tonight? And he goes, he goes, I'm in London. I go, or he's, <laughs> in Manchester. he goes, I'm in Manchester. I'm like, Manchester. I'm, right out, I'm right outside of Manchester. And he, you know, true to form, Bob is, Bob is very professional and technically only cares about work. He goes, we're rehearsing too late tonight. There's no way I can have dinner. And I, I'm yeah. so sad because I should have stayed one extra night, went to the opening, or at least go to rehearsal or something like that mm-hmm. about the next day. I was I was in uh I was in England for like three days. Um yeah, it's I should, fantastic. I it is the show is the show's fantastic. And they do it's a musical, obviously, and it's kind of you know silly and fun, but then they do some crazy like like stage stunts, yeah. like like I like there's a there's a, a stunt show now at Universal Orlando called the Jason Bourne stunt show where they have like cars driving and it's and it's that it's that but back to the future there's like a car on stage that's speeding around it, there's it's a, I don't want to ruin it but there's at the end there's amazing like, special effects like I recommend anybody who can see it to see it even if you don't like musicals. And I think they're opening back up. I mean, the, the idea are, yeah. I talked to Bob about the the idea of the of the uh, the Manchester opening, you know, was hopefully they can get a theater in London, in the West End, to open up, and mm-hmm. that's happening soon, actually. So, yeah. oh, wow, that's if great. Nothing happens. I'll, I'll fly yeah. out there and go to. I, I, I'll go to the opening. I think I have tickets for the opening, but I don't know if I'll be able to fly out. <laughs> but I I'll have. Buy, them. I'll buy them from you. <laughs> yeah, I'll get them. Yeah. What, what I I'm, definitely want to see it again. <laughs> what i love about this is that with back to the future like i lo- i love back to the future it's how why like this uh, this show is themed that it's called you know 88 miles per hour podcast because we hop in our delorean and we revisit films that we love that we grew up watching and like i love back to the future and then i met kevin i'm like no this guy loves back to the future because i would yeah. see everything that he has and then i love now <laughs> we got butt on. He's like, I know you guys like Back to the Future, but look what I got. <laughs> yeah, sign, like, I'm telling you, my sign is badass. I have the <laughs> oh, twelve foot, twelve foot sign. Oh, but I know the Puente Hills said the Puente Hills Mall. They were super nice, but they're like, hey, you can rent ours for a gigantic mm-hmm. amount of money. I'm like, no, I'll just build one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, you I mean, know- I don't know. I- I don't know if you can say this in the podcast. So I'm just going to say it, but you can cut it out. But like, that's not even their sign. Like the We're Going Back event built it and then left it there. And now the mall is like trying to rent it out. Like, get rid- oh, yeah, they, by the way, they were going to rent to me for thousands of dollars. And I'm like, and I just, you know, I was like, I'll just build it. And whatever, you yeah. know, I, I have all kinds of props and stuff around my office. Yeah. Shows, and I'm like, oh, I'll just man. build it. And then I remember it was like a huge truck. And then I just put it and I finally figured out how to put it in front of my building. It's like, I put it there. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Loves, yeah. It's great. I love it. I love that sign. Yes. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Well, once again, we want to thank you for being on our show, for coming on to talking about this special that's coming on. That's going to be on discovery plus. I mean, like I said, a lot of us are excited to be tuning into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing before we go though, you gotta you gotta try to push out that that cheech marin midnight munchie yes. show again dude you gotta do <laughs> yes. it seriously you man i'm like it, that's man. one of, like I... you said it was long ago those people aren't there anymore 
Right, they're not. They're, they're, they're not there anymore. It's, How long ago? It's such a smart idea. Two years ago, seven years. I had Cheech. I talked to Cheech. Oh. It's probably six or seven years ago, Midnight Munchies, maybe when, when weed wasn't legal or something like well, that. Well, with, with, now with the boom of this, oh. that's going to be a hit no, and show. Also, and also as somebody who's, who is Latino and trying to make stuff like content, content and stuff for yeah. TV and internet, it's you can sell that now. Now everybody wants Netflix. Everybody's trying to make diversity stuff and like Cheech Marin. Talking about yeah. tacos. All right. Like, all right. Here's what that's I'll do. A huge and I'm not joking now. about this. Okay. This, all right. this is all I do in my in my business, right? I'll get a hold of Cheech again. I'm not chick. I'm not joking, right? Because Midnight okay. Munchies, like, I think it is the greatest title and the greatest show. And like, it's it's not it's not a pothead show or anything like that. It just happens to be like he he typically might be a good a good arbiter for what's open at two o'clock in the morning and what's good we'll go to pinks we'll go to roscoe's we'll go mm -hmm. to all the good around the world like this if you're in new exactly. york and you, and you happen to be up at two o'clock in the morning you got the yeah. munchies go to raise pizza and this this yes. particular raise pizza. oh that's great. i'm already <laughs> it's, that's, it's that's exciting it's a smart idea because yeah. it's like yeah a lot of times you're like you say you're somewhere like well, what, what should i get what's open where, where can i go ah let's go to the typical yeah. fast food no like this is putting those like spotlight on like hole in the wall places that happen to be open. And yeah. it's smart because especially when, you know, like when you're in your twenties and, and like the, sure. that's that time frame when you're up late, you're all hours and yeah. you know, you do all nighters yeah. and you want to know where to go eat. And, and, and right now, no, no, when you're a traveling to... band, when you're a traveling band too, you know, I, I been before COVID I was traveling with my band doing the, the Depeche Mode tribute. And, uh, I would go to these cities and like, what is open at two o'clock? Nothing. Or this would be a great show to see if you're in this city or depending on the cities that we And have. right now during COVID times, yeah, most of those places I assume are like walk up window places. They're not like sit down, you know? So like, it's, it's perfect. Like I think about that a lot. Where can I go where I could just like have an experience, but not have to sit down and eat. Well, you and know? you also have an app for food trucks, right? You have two o'clock in the morning. You want oh, to totally. app and find out where the Kogi, the Kogi taco truck is or something like that. You can find it. There's a, my wife just went to a, like, a, I, I can't even understand. If I tell my wife she goes to, she needs to go to a, like a street taco truck vendor and get tacos are good. She would literally tell me, tell me to go screw myself. But she found it with one of her friends and she's been there twice. <laughs> Let's awesome. tacos off a truck. She was like, you're an idiot. And, but now she found it and she's like, this is the greatest tacos in the world. So mm -hmm. she came home last night with like, I had cold tacos off the truck, which aren't as good, but yeah. <laughs> but we could do, we could do, definitely do the tacos thing. So I'll, I'll talk to Cheech and see. Yep. Tommy, Maybe yours. Tommy would be good too, though. But Cheech yeah, yeah. If if it were both of them, both of them and then they're like in this old Impala, oh my god, Rasa would jump in on this, like you know the Chicanos out there. They'd be like, dude, they'll tune in automatically. The audience, you know. Yeah. Let's watch it. Freddie just did the trailer. Hey, I'm for hiring. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then, and, and, and then you could that's come awesome. back on and promote it, you know? I love it, man. Yeah, that's great, man. That'd be awesome, man. Well, that's amazing what you do, man. I'm glad that you do this. You're such an animated, just fun person doing these shows with your connections. I mean, wow. Mm -hmm. Bravo for you on this. Seriously. Yeah, thank you. And I love it. I didn't mean to bag on you guys, but I love what I do. And I'm just sitting oh, there with no, a time machine in my office and I have the time. I'm like, come on. That's like, it doesn't happen. When that's, I'm like, this doesn't that's happen. What, that's what we all do. That's what Back Future fans, we had a, a screen, a, an online screening where a bunch of people were and all of us were like, look at this thing I have and look at this thing I have. That's what we do. It's loving. And we all, we all want to see the bigger thing the next person has. Of course. And so for me, it was like, I, I wish you were sure to that, that those things to us at the beginning. Because uh, I would have been even more reverent. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I would have gone to my car, my brother's uh, uh, garage, and gotten. Yeah, that's the problem. Is I'd be, I'd be sitting there stuck and talking to Santos. You guys be different. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I don't know where they went. What's going on? They went hey, over did there. Did you sell them? I sold them. You sold it. Oh wow! Yeah, the garage sale last weekend. Oh, huh? <laughs> and then uh, on a on a personal level, on a personal note, um, I you know like I. I came to LA about three years ago and I decided I'm doing like sketch comedy stuff. And I start, also want to start doing like travel, like sort of like videos like that on like uh, YouTube and things like that. And that's kind of, I think where I want to go and seeing somebody like you doing what you do and living the life you're doing is, is, is inspiring me. I'm like, you can, I don't know, like sometimes the industry stuff kind of puts you down. You're like, it's not fun, but I see you having so much fun that I'm like, yeah, this is definitely was a good idea. to. to All right, I'll tell you a story. So dude, hey, 
this business is so easy, right? And there's no rules in this business. You can do anything you want. I started out and I just, I just, uh, it kind of came back in a good way. I was, I was technically up until like three weeks ago, embarrassed to tell anybody this. And now it's like the greatest story in the history of the world. So I started out doing home videos, right? I was, I was producing when I was in my twenties, I was cranking out home videos, just like home videos for any, anybody would have. And I would, I would have connections and I would make stuff. So I ended up uh, connected with the company in 1999. I did a Pokemon video, not kidding. How to play Pokemon, the game, who plays the game, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. And so I was, I wasn't thinking about it. um, And that was, you know, 22 years ago, I did a Pokemon. I was selling videos and I would get, you know, $10,000, $5,000. $10,000, and I make a video. It was all, and you know, look back at now, I'm like, wow, that's terrible looking. But what made it super cool, and by the way, I think I have more money now on, I probably, I can make more money now on that video than I did back then. So my son's really into collecting Pokemon cards. Yeah. No big deal. And part of the slowdown that happened COVID, I start cleaning out my office and I found a file folder with a bunch of cards in it from 1999. And I, I went to him and he, I go, Hey dude, do you think, do you, what do you like these? And he's like, what? And they're pocket monsters. And there's all wow. these, like all these cards that are from 99. And I just had them as like research. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm an idiot. And I didn't have like, you know, 10,000 of them that I could have bought for 50 bucks. I just had right. like, I'd like, you know, 60 of them, but they're all different types. And he, now they're in his collection. He's calling his friends. Like my dad did a video and now he's got all the, it's just, it's oh. cool. So the long story of that is that there's no, I mean, it's amazing time for content makers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you don't have to like beg and plead and get in the movies and get, you know, go on the television. I, you know, yeah. it's been a, it has never been easy for me to be on television and get stuff going. Um, but I also, you know, I do commercials and I race and I do all the stuff. I just decide to do whatever I want to do. And I mean that I like, I'm going to go do this and I'll resurrect it. And now there's so many buyers and there's a way you can monetize it even on, on Twitch you know, mm-hmm. or any of your own platform. So I think I encourage you. I think it's awesome. You got to do it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's good to hear. That's good to hear because it has changed. I mean, I do editing too and all that. I see all this content. I'm like, wow, there are no rules anymore. No. Back, uh, you know, back in the old generation, 70s, 80s, 90s, you still had, you know, these studios making these. Now, anyone with a good content and idea, like what you're doing, can have success with the connections and letting anybody know what kind of content you are producing, especially today. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, and I love that you being in the position that you are now, you're, it, it didn't like, you're so laid back. You seem like the person you are now was who you were when you first started, because when you picture like in the big wigs and Hollywood creating these shows, this big guy in a suit, cigar, like everybody. That, <laughs> dude, you, you just sound like us. You're just having a good time and nothing's changed of you. And that's what I like that. Like I see you and I was like, man, this guy is just like an, like honestly, like an everyday guy, just like us. And he's, but he's creating all this amazing stuff, especially this back to the future special that it's going to be on. And it's so cool. Like, it's like, man, like just knowing that yeah, I did videos back in the day, got hired freelance, but look at where I'm at now. It's like, like Kevin said, it's inspiring to me too. Well, the first step, yeah, is I married a Latin woman, so she yeah. took my soul. Right? Ah, está bien, que bien, muy bien, muy bonito, muy bien. Yeah, I'm reverse. Yeah. Oh, you married you married a white girl. That's good. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not married yet, but we soon, pretty soon. <laughs> no, that's cool. Oh. Oh, we lost Bud. Can you hear us? We lost you, Bud. Bud. I can hear you guys. You can't. Oh, we can oh hear there you, you are. There you are. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, He's back, ladies and gentlemen. I always tell about if you met, if you knew me in high school, you know me now, right? Because I'm just kind of a crazy jackass, and you kind of have to have that attitude. You have to. Yeah. You know, oh, I, God. I don't take no for an answer. If, if I feel here's here's the thing about if I feel if someone doesn't buy my program, I feel bad for them because they don't get it. Like for the people who passed on this, mm-hmm. program, there was a bunch. You know, we went we went through six or seven networks and, and midnight munchies. Yeah, and Midnight Munchies, which will be resurrected now. 
But I, I look at them like, oh, these poor people, they don't get it. Like they don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not arrogant about it. I'm like, oh, it's just not the right people or they don't get it. Or, you know, those, those people understand it. And luckily you, you got to have that attitude when you're in our industry and you luckily you get, you know, you get some fans, you get, you get some people who understand who you are. Um, like when discovery believed in this project and believed in us and we were able to go. Mm -hmm. So, so um, big thing, discovery plus March 15th, March 15th, watch binge, watch it all four episodes. There's no way I, there's no way you're going to be able to turn this on and then come back every night and watch an episode you're gonna have oh, to know so oh, yeah. lock it off i think it's a monday night i think it's a monday night hmm. so just set aside a couple hours and watch all four and the full yep. name is expedition back to the future correct expedition back to the future yep we all right approval. awesome yeah we're gonna prove all to use the name and oh, i was just ridiculous everything was everything was amazing that's well, awesome. amazing now that we're getting this launch i mean we would like to have you back after and see how you know yeah talk about you know this, yeah, this. I can tell you all kinds of stuff after. Yeah, after after, after, after all four episodes have aired, it'd be great. Exactly, to, you well, could fill us in. in I'll come in on the fifteenth or sixteenth or whatever, whatever you guys want to do, and we'll talk about some. Oh, awesome! You awesome. can back on me and ask me questions about it. Cool. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We've had fun having Bud on talking about Expedition Back to the Future, but I think it's time that we all fit into our DeLorean and travel back to the future. <laughs> This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.